Tough times do two things to us. They make us or they break us. Welcome back to Dusty Gold Podcast, where we celebrate people who refuse to be pinned down by their challenges and rise back, carrying with them in most cases the society on their journey of self-healing, growth, and innovation. My name is Opondo Maureen, and today's chat is a two-part series where we're discussing mental health. The first session is going to majorly discuss the role of parents on the mental health of our children, of our families. So let's welcome Ruth, who is a mental health advocate. She is a mother of one and she's also an HR practitioner. Welcome Ruth to our show. So my name is Ruth, uh, but I'm socially known as Nicole. Uh, just mm-hmm. turned 30 the, the, the first year. Uh, I'm a mother of Happy one. Happy birthday. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> it's been long. Uh, I'm a mother of one girl turning 11 in mm-hmm. about two months now. Uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a HR and I'm a mental mm-hmm. health advocate. Yes. How did you become, you know, a mental health advocate? I mean, it's not just every day that you, you chance upon somebody who is a mental health advocate. Probably there's something yeah. that triggered that or pushed you into it. What was it? Yeah, so I have had my fair share of mental health challenges. So I have a mm-hmm. story and I've also mm. lost a few friends and family to the same challenges. And yeah. it came up to me like I need to... I felt like I need to take up the challenge to speak about this because a lot Mm -hmm. of uh, experiences I had along my journey and uh, along Mm -hmm. my friends' journeys, I felt like a lot is being left unsaid and that is how we are losing Mm -hmm. people. Actually, this issue of not talking, as in according to you probably, what would you think is the reason why people find it a little bit difficult to like just talk out about their issues, what they are facing and seek help? I think the, the biggest challenge is the stigma that comes yeah. with talking about it. Because mm-hmm. once you accept that you have a mental health challenge, it is uh, widely yeah. known mental health challenges are linked to kutupambao. And once <laughs> the word goes out that, the narrative. And nobody, I don't think nobody wants to be associated with having gone insane or even association with, mm. the, with, the, with the term having kukua mwendawazimu. So mm. once you come out with this kind of story, one, uh, you will have social challenges. Two, yeah. the people close to you may have a lot of difficulty understanding why is it you're putting this story out here. You're supposed to put this story under wraps in Syria, familia, mm. or yeah. about these things. You're supposed to keep them mm-hmm. to yourself. For those of us who are not married, uh, you will even think, mm-hmm. ah, I want a mental health issue. How will I get a husband? And you forget life is not about that. You just talk. Yeah. <laughs> just talking okay. about it may just save a life mm-hmm. somewhere. Somebody somewhere is wondering, mm-hmm. am I mad? Am I going crazy? What is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Why am I drowning and nobody is seeing it? But just speaking about mm-hmm. it, somebody somewhere in a hole may be able to relate to mm-hmm. this. And, and actually have their mm-hmm. life saved. The other challenge is, of course, not getting the, the, the needed, the much needed help. Yeah. So you speak about it, but if you do not get the, mm-hmm. the help you need, it feels like it's yeah. nothing. So why bother? And nobody will give a, a shit about it. So I'd rather just keep I think, quiet. I, I think 
is it like is it like somebody feeling like I, I chose to be vulnerable with you and instead of you know uh, reciprocating that or making me feel like that was worth it you make me feel smaller you make me feel like yes. I've, I've just done this the worst mistake you feel more vulnerable having shared your story with people than if you just shut it out you regret you feel like you regret like for instance if a man and men mm-hmm. mostly do not like talking about their mental health issues if a man is facing mm-hmm. uh, mental health mm-hmm. challenges maybe because from mm-hmm. his family maybe from his wife and children a problem from that mm-hmm. side maybe the sh- the problem yeah. is from the church maybe it's just from the village mm-hmm. or anything eh? then they come to you mm-hmm. and talk to you about it and instead of helping them you push them back mm-hmm. to whatever is causing all this all this mess yeah. so their problem becomes multiplied and they end up thinking why did i even bother talking about it in the first place and I, I think this is right from childhood because you know we we've grown up in a society where actually most parents would tell the children like if it's a boy you're told you know you're a man you man it up you shouldn't cry i mean but in most cases mm-hmm. you realize that it is better to release those emotions so that you feel better afterwards than making people believe that they should bottle it up i mean that is the worst thing that could ever happen to someone yeah that is i think that is how we are losing more men in in mental health challenges because mm-hmm. we keep telling mm-hmm. these boys don't cry why why are you telling a boy not to don't. cry he's a boy first of all he's a boy seriously at, at this point mm-hmm. he has he has tears mm-hmm. god gave him tears he has emotions he feels everything <laughs> we all feel So why not let him yeah. cry? And nasisi wanawake mm. because we cry a lot. We know the kind of relief we get from crying. And we, we know uh, kind of weight we carry if we do not get to mm-hmm. let it out. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And and, yeah. and I like a saying that says that if you do not have the courage to address the elephant in the room, then the, you are mm-hmm. doomed to carry the weight of it. So you either address it as it is a small thing or a big thing as the elephant mm-hmm. in the room or you will carry the weight of that whole thing and it will keep getting heavier and heavier until you can't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whichever way you look at it, you have to do something about it. I was reading some LinkedIn. I was curious about mental health. So while there, I was watching different people and there's this lady, she said for the first time in her life, she was a parent and she came to do what parenthood is because she, uh, she has a teenager. and uh she figured out that he was going through something and uh, you know most people will be like um let him deal with it if he wants to talk about it he will so what this lady did instead the boy went to his room and she just sat on the sitting room just doing nothing like just sitting there waiting not necessarily yes. making him fe- uh, feel pressured but he was just there just being available so the kid was in the room for so long trying to uh, figure it out himself for a while until he figured that this one needs someone to I need someone to talk to luckily when he came out uh, of his room he found his mom just sitting there like not busy on the phone not busy working on something just sitting there just chilling and he went like can i talk to you and the mother was like actually that is what i was waiting for you to tell me so yeah, yeah we are ready yeah. let's talk what is it you want to talk yeah. about and she feels like in her life that was the first time she was really there for her son and she feels like it's not because teenagers don't want to talk to somebody sometimes it's just because we are so preoccupied with so many things we are doing that at times they're like who am i to talk to i mean everyone is busy it will be it will feel like i'm i'm the only one who has nothing to do so i'm just wasting other people's time as human beings eh? it's not just even young mm-hmm. people 
and and because yeah. challenges of young people are interlinking with challenges of the older generation but we are all yeah. human beings who go through things okay we mm. all go through things mm -hmm. and one way or the other we need avenues to let out all this pressure that we go through somehow we all mm -hmm. need an avenue to let it out and if we do not get this avenue for children, they need people in the society to look out for them so that when they need an avenue, an avenue is there. Not like that mom you just said. Eh? The mom is there. Yeah, yeah. He thinks and thinks and there's no other way. There's someone he can fall back on. Yeah. So yeah. if there's not this avenue, that is how we end up thinking and falling deeper into those thoughts and start looking for ways out. And sometimes if you do not get a way out, eh? me, I've been, I've been mm -hmm. in that deep hole, deep, dark, very, very dark hole. You stay there for so long yeah. waiting for an avenue to come by so you can let out all mm. you're going through. It doesn't come. So you mm -hmm. start thinking, how can I end it all? How can I just leave this yeah. so much pain? How can I just let it go? Yeah. So avenues mm -hmm. need to be created, mm -hmm. I think, in our society. Because and, and this needs mm -hmm. to be safe avenues. Because again, like we said, I don't need an avenue. I will open up and, and be naked in front of someone, show my vulnerability yeah. and not actually get mm -hmm. help. I will try that one time, mm -hmm. two time, three time it doesn't work, then the only avenue will be just leaving this world. And I know how someone yeah. is there. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine this case where the, with the lady's tale, if the boy came out and he had nobody, like he found yeah. nobody waiting. The, yeah. the, I, I'd say this was so timely. What if he, he came out, he was already overwhelmed, he was feeling like he's now becoming shitty and he found nobody ready to listen. What would be the next thing just imagine that thought they will they will look for solutions that is when people get into drugs that is when they they, they join mm. bad bad circles that is how they, they are mm. all they're they just looking for somewhere to 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 get the attention they need and if they're not getting it from yeah. their mom this one was lucky that they mm. got it then they will seek it out yeah. anywhere there anyone willing to listen be it the bar yeah. be it the barman mm. maybe he might listen as you mm. buy a few drinks Maybe it's the... <laughs> yeah, with the oh, drinks. There's a name for people who sell drugs. Um, peddlers. Maybe it's a peddler who will give you the attention oh, you need. Uh, yes. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe you just get into the deepest of holes as you seek out this attention just to get yeah. out of where you, mm -hmm. you are at. Yeah. It's hard because I set out some uh, some polls about our discussion today. This is an issue of a, a young millennial who are uh, indisciplined and suicidal in the society. The question was like, are, do they feel like they're justified? Like they, the world owes them something? Is it an issue of a parenting failure? Is it an issue of... Um, a mental issue but then again these things are all intertwined so let us look at it for example from the angle of parental failure or parenting uh, problems yeah. what is it that used to happen before probably and now we feel like it's not happening like generally if you compare the way you were growing up and the way kids grow up now there's a lot of difference yeah and this definitely is causing something because if yeah. one one is giving way something else is replacing it so yes. It is true that parents we, are, we we kind of you know spending so much time um, seeking in, income for for the kids mm -hmm. of course and ourselves, mm -hmm. and we've delegated the the issue of discipline or disciplining our children to either the housemaid, the school teachers, yeah. or someone else other than ourselves. Don't you think it's a, a, about time we 
address these as parents? Yeah. So I think, of course, there's, there's measures for parents and there's measures for these young people. Mm-hmm. Some of the things we go through as adults, sometimes we don't realize it, mm-hmm. it bleeds on our children. For mm-hmm. example, if one of the reasons I, I my, my mental health started deteriorating is my mm-hmm. parents separated, okay? Yeah. And after they separated, yeah. uh, we were living with my mom mm-hmm. and she had to work so hard to put food on the table, okay? Which is well absolutely, understandable, absolutely. okay? She's on her own now. Yeah. She has to do her best, mm-hmm. put in extra hours just so she can pay our school fees and put food on the table, yeah? But you forget mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. as the children mm-hmm. were also attached mm-hmm. to this other parent, okay? So as mm-hmm. you're dealing with separation as a parent, as you're mm-hmm. dealing with providing mm-hmm. as a sole parent, there is also a child in mm-hmm. the picture who is trying to make sense of all yeah. that is happening. All that is happening. Yeah. It is affecting them. It is affecting them so much. And you may not be able to see it because they've not maybe gotten to a point where they are able to speak about their feelings, ask mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes they're even picking mm-hmm. what you are going. They're sympathizing with what you're going through, but it doesn't, yeah. Feel, yeah. It doesn't affect them any less mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. you as the yeah. adult who is going through it. So I think as mm-hmm. we go through our challenges as parents, me being one of them, mm-hmm. we always need to consider this, that these small human beings are also being affected. Yeah. And if we are not able to be there for them, we need to create avenues mm-hmm. for them to have this whole mess dealt with so that they can come out of mm-hmm. it as sane people. Yeah, So they don't mm-hmm. come out yeah. of it struggling, struggling, and it keeps getting worse. Kitukidogo, not mm-hmm. addressed, becomes bigger, becomes bigger. And by the time you realize, Mdoto yeah. Wako mm-hmm. are going drugs trying to trying to make sense of why dad is not in the house anymore. Why mom the is picture, not in yeah. the house anymore. Yeah, Trying to just yeah. make sense mm-hmm. of it. Then now, these mm-hmm. young people, they make mistakes. They make a lot yeah. of mistakes. I've just realized. Like any other young dad, person would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like me, mm-hmm. I look back and think, my mother might have yeah. been so angry when I got pregnant. Yeah. And it yeah. is well in her right because what business desire did I have having sex, sex on at 19, <laughs> having, having not gone to school? What, what was I thinking? Yeah. But again, yeah. Yeah. once we get past that mistake, we need to yes, cultivate yes. a culture of forgiveness. Okay. Because that mistake Absolutely. is done. I'm already pregnant. A small it's human done. being again is being formed inside of me. So if we do not move past mm-hmm. this mistake, there is no way we will it's, ever yeah. be on the same, yeah? So you forgive me as the wrongdoer, mm-hmm. then we, we, we pave yeah. way for the future, yeah? Because if this yeah, does not yeah. happen, I will feel I have not forgiven mm-hmm. at home. I will have challenges mm-hmm. with my friends because now we will not be in the mm-hmm. same circle. Well, they're having fun. While they're in the university, yeah. while they're going out, when they're learning how to socialize, mm-hmm. I will be in my own yeah. bubble. And now, now that, that mm-hmm. will be another burden added, added on to my, my stress. You see, it started yeah. all the way from... And, and, and it's, it's not just you who's now dealing with this burden. You know, the, the new it human being also needs to be addressed. And yes. the more you are, you're ignoring them because you're dealing with your own issues, they're also yes. developing whatever you are trying to run away from. They're also yes. just like... Us you know, taking it in as well. So it's yeah. a cycle that if, you know, someone just does not come out and break it, it just continues through and through and yeah. through. Yeah, even with drugs, mm-hmm. if, if a child of yours, they got into drugs for some reason, whether they were influenced, yeah. whether they went in willingly, mm-hmm. they went in there seeking to numb mm-hmm. some pain. So first of all, yeah. can we get to 
to forgive them for that mistake. They are still young. Mm-hmm. Let's allow yeah. them. You have made this mistake. Let me forgive you. Mm-hmm. How can we move forward? Mm-hmm. Because I think in yeah. our African society, we forget that forgiveness plays a very big role in moving forward yeah. past any event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we get very angry, but we forget this is a human being. He will keep making mistakes. Mm. So if we do not cultivate yeah. a forgiveness uh, culture, we will keep losing our young mm-hmm. people because they will keep making yeah. mistakes. And now yeah. looking into our generation and the current young generation, now imagine the next Mi- one. The millennials. Imagine the next one. Yes, now there will be a worse generation coming. It should yeah. be really worse because yeah. if right now the ones who are here, they're not getting that that kind of attention they need. They're not getting the kind of direction they need. They do not yeah. get what a parenting should be. Then it means yeah. that they're going with an emptiness. This yeah. emptiness is going to create other human beings who are going to feel even a bigger emptiness because this part was not handled when it was supposed yes. to be. So generally what we're saying is parents have a role to play. Whether they accept it right now or not, it is their role to make sure that they nurture their kids right from childhood. You know, this Tabia Kwachia Watoto could have their way when they are kids, and then you're waiting yeah. for them to be adults, and then you're trying to now change that is not going to work. Yeah, like you need to bring me now into the picture. If you are not in the picture from when I was <laughs> starting to get into teenage, it will be very difficult exactly. to have you in the picture when I'm getting older. Mm. And yesterday yeah. I was I was listening to to a session I got into of uh, intentional moms by by Sophia yeah. and Simon Mbevi. yeah mm-hmm. so they were saying you need to be there mm-hmm. they the children have to feel that you're there for them sometimes it's not even physically yeah. because you have to go out and yeah. eh? but you have to mm-hmm. take it upon yourself to be there for the child to feel that you're there whenever they need some help whenever they need to understand something because some of these things sometimes they just want to talk misunderstanding sometimes they just want to ask you a question but since you've not been they've not been feeling the security it's 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 a feeling yeah. of my questions my weird my stupid my utoto questions there is a safe space i can ask them to my parents without uh-huh. feeling uh-huh. some type of way yeah without mm-hmm. feeling like i will yeah. be dismissed without feeling like mm-hmm. i will be shamed mm-hmm. Yeah, the other side of the coin which we are just definitely going to look into is now the mental yeah. issue because yeah. we've looked it's parents have a role to play and the area of parenting is really large really huge we cannot handle all of it right now but the bottom line is parents have to be there like don't just yeah. be there physically be there mentally yeah. be there as a natural be there as, as a friend be there as a disciplinarian as well. It's not just the glossy part of it. Be there yeah. fully. But now, let us now toss the coin and look at it as a mental issue. You mentioned before that there is an experience in this issue. So would you be willing to talk to us about this? It is broad, for sure. It is broad. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like it all <laughs> contributed by, you know, as we are growing up, we are introduced to socialization, yeah. right? We are introduced mm-hmm. into yeah. this by our, by our parents, mm-hmm. by our teachers. Mm-hmm by our church mm-hmm. leaders and by the society in general yes yes so out of all those there is a bit of toxicity that is is really moving on so fast and we need to get hold of because i think mm-hmm. we're getting into an area where we forget it is always mm-hmm. a balance life yeah. is always a balance like since yeah. looking at my story and how i am parenting now i know i need to be yeah. extreme in discipline and extreme yeah. in being empathetic yeah 
So when we yeah. forget mm-hmm. this, it becomes very toxic. When we yeah. look at a child who has who has gotten into behaviors that we think are not okay, and we think yeah. hitting them is the only way we are going to get rid of this yeah. behavior. The only way. It mm-hmm. is one of the ways, but not the only way. Yes, yes, yes. We think, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we think like screaming at them is going to sort out this behavior. Now that's going to bring more fear than a corrective mm-hmm. measure that you're maybe looking to get. Yeah. Before you move on in that screaming, I think I think this has also to do with our old bringing up. Because yeah, you realize yeah, that yeah. Uh, when you were raised, it was so likely that you, you'll be screamed at. It is so likely yeah. that you'll be slapped out of the blues. And yeah. it is so likely that you'll be shut right at your trap. So yeah. you, you find that these things you're doing to your children without necessarily being conscious about them. You just like yeah. doing that. You find yourself doing them without really thinking. Then this then brings in them. the issue that... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we, we've been raised, it hasn't been ingrained into us. Such that when yeah. we're talking about how to like not pass our our mental issues to other people, we have to consciously take time to realize like, okay, I'm dealing with this kind of thing myself. And yeah. for me not to take it to the other person, I have to review how I deal with people, despite the fact that uh, I had felt this way before. So before you react to a kid's misbehavior or tantrums or whatever it is, it, I think you should just take some chill pill and just give yourself a, a, a breather for a minute and just review what you want to do. Because this screaming part, it just comes out. I, I'm, I'm a victim. Yeah, it just comes yeah, out. You, and then after it's gone, you're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yes, you catch it when it's already happened. Eh? But now... Uh, yeah, it's already the, happened. The, yeah, the knowing, the knowing is what makes all the difference. The remembering ah. what you went through and what you felt is what makes mm. all the difference. Because I have caught uh-huh. myself severally. I can't take it back. I can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I can't. The only way is to again give myself time to calm down, then have a conversation with mm. this child. Eh? Because let me tell you, mm-hmm. this generation, there is no way. It's just It's remembering it is not the only way. New chapter, but you have to have a conversation later on. Because yeah. if you do not have this conversation, they are going to have that conversation out there. And sometimes mm. they won't get the best solution from out there. So the mm. home is where you bring this balance. Because at some point, they won't be living with you. They also need to learn how to create that balance. If it's a boy, a girlfriend, the only solution. Corrective measures are only imparted through probably the other the other reason the hitting thing you know when you cane a child it is also proper to explain why the caning is happening yes, because if nice. you constantly cane and you never tell them what their mistake was and how better yes. they should have handled themselves yeah. you're doing zero because yeah. he, he'll just know that you and kiboko mko very close like the reason kiboko comes yes. you don't they don't know so they keep doing the same thing over and over without really getting a solution to what the problem was. Yeah, but again, we need to remember that uh, from their young, they don't uh, get the concepts uh, in, in the same way to see it. So we need to tune yeah. it into terms they can understand. Sometimes yeah. you will find yourself talking in very uh, mature words and explanations. Now we are talking about, <laughs> you, have, you have talked. <laughs> You have explained, but they've not they've not gotten mm. where you're coming from because you're using terms yeah. they cannot actually um, 
uh, understand, so to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, this experience with the, we say teenagers are, are being really indisciplined. And yeah. I think if you look at the recent events, of course, last year's events of school fires, of course, there are, there's, there's a lot of um, theories about it. But one other thing is that uh, there is indiscipline in kids. But yes. what is making it really worse also is the fact that uh, the government said no caning. So a teacher is tied. You're supposed to develop a character of a kid. You're supposed to take care of them. And you're supposed to, uh, to direct, guide, and protect without giving you know, the physical uh, discipline, letting them know where they, they erred. And Mankind has to make a mistake, as we've, we've already known. This has also created this kind of a demigod because the kid knows that he's making a mistake, all right, but no one is going to like physically beat him or, or tell him anything. The teachers are tied down. They can't do anything to him because the government says, if you beat them up, you're going to lose your job. So the, the, the teachers go like, okay, if we're going to lose our job and we also have families we need to fend for, then kill them too. <laughs> My dad is fond of saying at him, Every monkey to their own tree, <laughs> loosely translated. Every monkey to their own tree. Meaning, meaning, if you make your mistake, the government will handle you or the world will handle you. This is leaving these kids at a very bad situation because they are at that level where they need guidance. In African setting, guidance will not only come in talking alone. It will need yes. other kind of actions that will help yes. this kid or this teenager understand that discipline is very fundamental for you as you grow up into an, a responsible adult. So... What is the consequence of this indiscipline? What is the consequence of being left? You know, for them, they feel like they're in charge, but the truth is they've been left to no one, like totally to no one. So what happens? What are these consequences that we are seeing as a result of this indiscipline? And then, of course, this suicide issue of the millennials. I think it all comes from, if we look back in the, our parents' generations, mental health was not such a big uh, issue, and it's getting worse as we, as we move on, eh? Looking back, bringing up a child was, uh, it took a village, literally, it took a village. It took the neighbor, it took the relatives, it took the church, it took the school, all working together to mold this child, yeah? Uh, but now, looking to this current day, even parents are having fear, letting other people step in to assist because they cannot even be trusted. Thank you for keeping us company. We're bringing this podcast to an end for now. Um, the series continues in our next session and uh, in that we'll be discussing in details as to why she decided to get into the mental health space. If you have any questions, suggestions or contributions, do keep engaged with us on our social media that is Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn all at Dusty Gold Podcast. Have a lovely time.